welcome back to our Shawa Soul. I am Jen. This is Jen. And we are sitting at Denny's. We just got done with our dinner. Um, Jen and I had a nice little day out today doing some shopping, had lunch. Well, we started with lunch. We did a little shopping. Now we're at Denny's eating dinner. Well, we ate our dinner. <laughs> and she's got these new toys, so we thought we'd play with them. So we're going to do our podcast from Denny's tonight. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do it on Taman's Act 2. Um, to follow up and collab with the videos that we're going to be putting out. Um, on YouTube. On YouTube, We, we yes. have a few up already. Yeah, we have a few up. Uh, we did his MV, and we did the first three songs of Act 2, which had Idea. Idea. Or Idea. I say Idea. <laughs> but Idea, um, Heaven, and... Um, Impressionable. Yes, this spider song, I like to call it. So like I said, we're playing with our new toys. We have tea. And we have tea. We had food earlier. We have a little food left on the side. And what tea are you drinking? I am having Moroccan mint. She's keeping me on cue here. And I am having peppermint. Yeah. And so we're both doing kind of a mint thing because we got to watch what we take. And, you know, some of us have to. So... Should we get started? But, um, yeah, we're going to, first off, though, before we get in, dive into these songs, um, why don't you tell me what is your top song from this oh, gosh. Act, act two? That, that's a hard, that's really hard. Top? Yeah, your top song for act two. Okay, how about your top two songs? My top two songs? I mean, I know you're like me. You love the whole album, which is... That's really, that's really I know, really it's difficult. it's difficult, isn't it? But come on, I know you got two that you, you got to like a little bit more than the others. I'd probably say Heaven uh-huh. and Pansy. Okay, I can see where you're going there. Mine is a Be Your Enemy and then Pansy. I, I really like both of them, but I do like all of them. And it is really hard. Because, like, with Criminal, Clockworks really stood out for me. With mm-hmm. the Act 1, uh, Clockwork, Criminal, um, and then the one that's like a tango. I think waiting, waiting, waiting for, for you. Waiting or for. The, the dream sequence, I think, yeah. is what it's called in and, Korean. And, I mean, it's... It, he's I, by far never going to dance again. Act 1 and Act 2 is, like, his best album out of all his albums. Because Taman's stuff comes out and they're always good, but he always kicks them up a notch. We're going to start at the beginning of Act 2 and then we're going to work our way through each song. So the first song is Idea. Um, Idea. Idea. Excuse me, I don't <laughs> speak Korean. I am American and, and you know, I do say things in English. Um, so what was your take on this song? What did you think of the lyrics when we actually went over them? Um, when we watched, so the first time we watched, watched them the MV. was we'd watch the MV. Yeah. Um, well, we knew going into it that it, it did have to do with Plato's, uh, theory of forms. Right. Um, we didn't know a lot about it at the time when right. we watched it. Um, so I did kind of have that somewhat in mind when I watched the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics, I don't know, there's just something about Taman's lyrics. There's always more going on in the lyrics yes. than what meets the eye. Yes. You know, and with this, especially going into it and knowing that he based it on Play-Doh, mm-hmm. that to me is just, 
that just adds a whole nother level. I, I know, right? Do you want to uh, read some of um, Plato's ideas? Um, I could do or, that. I should say Plato's theories. His theories. It says Plato, at least in many of his dialogues, held that the true self of human beings is the reason or the intellect that constitutes their soul. So it's basically based on the soul that is separated from their body. So the question is, when you're talking about idea, idea, um, in the music video, which is a portrayal of this of the lyrics, right? Um, how is Taman showing this representation? Because is is are you seeing his body, or you think he's you're seeing his soul? I think he's showing both. I think um, when he's in the black outfit, like to me, just like with Criminal, I think there's four aspects of him in mm -hmm. the MV. Right. Um, when he's in the all black, what, what looks like feathers on his jacket, mm -hmm. that to me is his, his soul in a sense, a part of his soul. Mm -hmm. um, because in order to have wings, you're angelic. You're mm -hmm. separated from your human form. Right. Um, when he's in his blue suit, mm -hmm. and I love that outfit. Right. Yeah. That to me also is his soul. His soul. Yeah. When he's in the bar, um, that's kind of upscale poshy because it's all white and uh -huh. gold and everything. Even if that is supposed to portray heaven, mm -hmm. um, he's showing flesh mm -hmm. because he's wearing a crop shirt. Right. That to a me is his shirt. body. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the, oh my God, I forgot what the other one was. The scary, fiery, the sca yeah, the black guy. Yeah. That was where he was trying to find balance. And I think that's where he was actually moving towards. That was the body and the mind creating what it was that he wanted to be, where he's moving towards the being, the free spirit, mm -hmm. to be more balanced, to uh, break that cycle that he was in and to start showing who he really is. Mm -hmm. So what did you get out of it? How um, did you see it? No, I kind of see the, 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 the different versions of him being the same. I, I actually think that the... The, the blue mm -hmm. one and the black one with the like the silvery white feathered one mm -hmm. is actually definitely his soul. I, I definitely think that. Um, and I do think that the white is it's still his soul, but it's like his soul connected to his body. Um, and I think the one of him in white is the, the I don't want to say true because that's not really the word I'm trying to go for, but that version of him is like the version of him that exists in the physical world. Mm. Um, it represents him and, and all of the conflict that he's been going through. Mm -hmm. um, but he's kind of in this limbo period where he's not really in heaven and he's not really in hell. Mm -hmm. Metaphorically, obviously speaking. Right. But, um, and... I'm getting that because he's locked up. The 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 one that's all in white. Mm -hmm. He's locked up. He first he starts off in a jail cell. Right. And, and he's talking to each other mm -hmm. via phone. Right. And it's him 
on opposite right. side of the mirror. Right, which, right. And so it would be him, all of that stuff that's been happening during Act One. Right. He represents that that taman, all that culmination of all of the stuff that you've seen in the criminal music video, all the stuff that he's gone through in Act One, and now he's still locked up, but he's now at a place where he's like at, at this waiting period. Is he gonna go? Is he going to ascend? Mm-hmm. Or is he going to let the darkness consume him? And I think that's what the black, fiery, scary-looking guy is ah. represents what you see in Criminal. That that dark, alluring kind of where he's still trying to find that the balance exists within him. Mm. And the bar scene mm-hmm. to me represents a limbo, like a place where it's. It's a prison in a sense, but it's like not on Earth, which is why right. it kind of has like a, like a white kind of ethereal what did, what kind of. What did I, what a, what a, what have I called that before? There's an actual name for that. Purgatory. It could be purgatory. Yeah. If you're Catholic, um, but I think in a general sense, it's just kind of him. It's a holding make, stage. It's a holding stage where he because he hasn't, at least in this point in the album and in the storyline that he's right. been telling. I can see that. I really can see that. And I'm trying to remember what Brian had said because I always like to hear what Brian has to say because he has this other opinion because he's mm-hmm. not he's not a shiny fan. He's not really much of a K-pop fan. So I always kind of like to see what he has to say and I'm trying to remember what he had. Oh. He was saying that it remo- the the scene in the bar mm-hmm. reminds him of the K-pop world, the people that you see, that you encounter every day, like, um, because they're all kind of, like, posh and very kind of trendy looking, mm-hmm. um, and they're, you know, playing, kind of, they're playing games, and mm-hmm. they're clearly not being themselves because they have masks, but the masks are different from what's in Criminal. Right. Um, so they're, they're not showing their true, their true selves to everyone. Um, I don't know. It was just it was an interesting thing that he that he that is interesting. That's very interesting that he picked up on that. And I don't know if I said anything close to that, but I do know that I said something about the fact that that particular scene reminded me of the posh Taman and Criminal, and that you know because he gets a little crazy in there on the bar because he's like, okay, where the heck am I now? What where am I at? What am I doing? And they're all slightly different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but someone's still playing cards in there. Yeah. And cards was used in that particular right. area. Right. And there's food there. And there's two people talking to each other. And then there's that one guy in the white suit that's sitting there. And he's kind of, like, looking around right. observing everyone. It's like, okay, what's... You know, it's like Taman's waiting for the other shoe to drop and type thing. And everyone's so fashionable. Right, very so much. Like, but the the makeup uh-huh. for the um, mask effect mm-hmm. reminds me of 80s deco, mm-hmm. which is really it grabs you and pulls you in because it's like, okay, what is the hidden message in this? Yeah. Because to me, that's like a hidden message. It's not necessarily saying that, okay, this is part of Criminal, but to me, every song kind of reflects the songs off of Criminal. And? Or Act 1. Taman isn't doesn't have a mask. No, Taman does not. Which 
to me shows that he's similar to the people that are around him, mm-hmm. which is why my, I think my husband said that maybe these are other people in the industry or just the industry itself mm-hmm. and just kind of life that you live, like just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. But because he is a different place than everyone else is, mm-hmm. meaning that he is he is going to move on from this place. He's right. preparing to move on. Right. He can go one way or the other, but he's going to make it. He's right. going to make a decision. Right. So another part of Plato's theory is um, the cave, um, and the cave represents people who believe that knowledge comes from what we see and hear in the world, empirical evidence. The cave shows that believers of empirical knowledge are trapped in a cave of misunderstanding. Part in the bar mm-hmm. can be the cave. Uh, the cave because yeah. this is a transitioning stage. Taman. He does not know exactly where he is, yeah. where he's going, what it's going to be. He's in limbo. You know, he has an idea of what he wants to be, who he wants to be, but he hasn't yet showed the world exactly who he is. And is he still going to be loved for who he is? And this also plays into the theory of forms, which right. we talked about on our music video reaction and right. on the discussion of the album yes. video. Um, that what's real, right. what Plato believes is real, are things that are unseen. Exactly. Things like ideas, things right. like the abstract. Yes. Um, untangible things. Yes. What did you like about the lyrics, the song, outside of what we've already talked about with the MV. If this was the first time, okay, if this was the first time that you ever saw Taman, who would you think Taman was? Or how do you think Taman would portray himself or is portraying himself with this? I think he was trying a different musical style, but when when I watched the music video, I didn't I don't feel like it's Taman. Like I, his his, all of his music videos up to this point, he's always been very consistent with how he portrays himself. He seems very confident. He seems mm-hmm. he's very charismatic. Mm-hmm. He pulls you in. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of that has changed. And I think even in the story that he's telling, mm-hmm. I don't think he has changed yet. Right. So I don't think that in the music video you actually see who he becomes at the end of the album, which we obviously haven't gotten to yet right. in our discussion. So I still feel the Taman that we all know. Even if I, obviously I know, obviously I know him and you ask me like if I had never seen him, I still think I would go into it going, he's very charismatic. He's very, he's very confident. He's a very strong person, which if you, if you know anything about Taman, you know, you know that he's actually rather shy. And right. You know, he's he's not all of those things. He's not overly confident. And, right, right. I mean, he is charismatic, but right. But you know what I mean. If, if I didn't know anything about him, he's I, very hard worker. Right, right. Very hard worker. Um, I think this song is that transition. I think it's it's him going. Uh, he's 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 making a decision to change his mindset, and I've said that. Mm-hmm. In all the videos we've done so far, right. that the, he's realizing that the idea mm-hmm. is the reality, mm-hmm. and he can create his own reality. Right. Because if you go back to that Plato thing, which is the physical stuff, eh, doesn't matter, right? What's really important is the stuff that's going on that you can't see, and that's the stuff where I think he's starting to focus on, and he's trying to 
mold that. And he's he's basically trying to take control of that. Right. He's letting everyone else shape who he is. He's done that all of his life. Right. And I think he's confused about who he is. Like deep down, like which which of all of these 50 billion versions of myself am I really? Right. You know what I mean? And he's he's having to make a decision. It's not something where you could just be like yes or no. It's going right. to be like this evolution process. Right. And I think that's what the song is. It's that turning point where he's going, okay, instead of I'm not going to be controlled by myself. I'm not going to be controlled by anyone else. Um, I am going to start deciding who I am as a person, and I'm going to start working towards that. I think the whole album and its whole concept is, with Act One, this is who I was, the, mm-hmm. and this is how I felt. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what fans thought of me. This is what SM thought of me. This is what media thought of me. This is what I thought of myself. This is what other people thought of me that were in the same business as me because I was always influenced by this or I was always pushed to do that or I was told I had to be this way. It's just, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And that you could see a pattern where he was trying to go, okay, I'm starting to shed this because this isn't who I want. He is definitely telling his story with this album so much that it's eye-opening if you actually pay attention to everything that he's doing Mm -hmm. and really look at each thing and listen to the lyrics and I mean really listen don't just hear them listen to them and watch whatever music videos and if he ever does a concert pay attention to what he does on stage because Mm -hmm. he is definitely telling his story this isn't just telling a story this is telling his story so act one is like that's who I was act two is about this is my journey on becoming who I want right. to be. Okay, so on to the next yeah. song in the journey. Yeah, his journey. His journey on to heaven. I don't know how many <laughs> of us Shaw was love this song when he did mm-hmm. it in concert. Yes. Because this song was amazing and he added a he added, he a, added bridge, a bridge. A really long bridge. A too. really long bridge, yes. What do you think the song is about? Okay. I think it's a naughty song. Okay. I don't think he wants it to be really, really naughty, but I think it's a song between. It, it's a. It's. I think it's a song he wants to share with someone. I mean, he he talks about having feelings. I I, I just can't get okay. over. I can't get over the the naughtiness of. All right. So, it's hard to say whether it is naughty or not because right. obviously you know Korean is not our. I mean, I mean, I've studied studying Korean, and I've actually translated the lyrics or tried to translate the lyrics as much as I could myself. But I'm not, I'm not a native Korean speaker, so right. um, we don't really know, you know, if there's a double meaning or exactly right. what's going on with this. Um, I, yes, he did dedicate the song to the fans at the concert, but I don't. This is my own personal opinion. But I do not think that this song is to the fans. I, I don't again, think so I'm, either. If you want to believe that, that's perfectly fine. And that's my personal opinion, um, and we all have opinions. But this is, to me, is a very personal song. Yes. Um, and there is definitely, if not, if it's not a, a, a naughty song, like you say, it is definitely comparing that feeling that you get, that euphoric feeling that you get. Um, it's a it's a way of loving someone. Right. I a high. Yeah, basically. a high. It's an euphoria. Yeah. Um, 
I, I wouldn't say that it's naughty naughty as in sexual. Yeah. It's it's naughty as in intimacy. Mm-hmm. There's something intimate about this song. Um, you know, he talks about okay, like the uh, everyone knows the intro. I'll show you heaven. I'll let you feel heaven. Well, that right there, that's a that's a little naughty, but in in a sense. Um, but that's just me because that's just where I go nowadays. But the first verse, try not to laugh or cry for no reason. What are you looking at? Is something bothering us? Tell me about your pain. There is no person without feelings. Tell me. I can understand and feel you. This is like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You can talk to me. Right. This is a form of intimacy. Don't be afraid to tell me mm-hmm. your secrets. Don't be afraid to tell me your fears. Right. You know, I, I'm not. You, you're not going to push me away by doing that. You know, I'm here to listen. I'm here to be here for you. And he kind of does that throughout the whole song. You know, he talks about how things are hard, how you have to be honest, how you you know, and be clear about what you state, how he'll protect someone. And meanwhile, he'll say he'll take you to heaven. Well, heaven could also be the fact that as long as you're being honest and open with me and I can be that back to you, that can be a form of heaven to us because that would be something we can share together that we don't have to share with anyone else. Mm-hmm. But that's still, that's a form of intimacy right. that two people have. Right. And I, and I do believe that he is talking to someone he personally knows. Right. Um, the whole I bet you like that is, I mean, it, it is adding an element there that, uh, that goes beyond just, you know, you know, me, like me and you, like, yeah. I'm, I'm here for you. I care for you. Yes. It, 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 yeah. But there's this other element going on. Right. So uh, to me, this is this is to someone specific that he has some sort of feelings intimate for. feelings for. Right. Right. So, and then this is bondage of freedom. Play inside me as much as you want. Play little girl, do it like that. It's, it has already begun one way to me. The man wants the intimacy of being there to protect this person, to love this person, and to always be there for this person. That's what I get from that. I don't know who this person is. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. But that's what resonates with right. me with this song. And I, I feel exactly the same way. Um, yeah, it's nice to look at this and go, oh yeah, he's he's doing it for the fans. But there's just, it, it, but there's just something just so intimate about this that I think it just it goes more. It just it's deeper than that. I, and I agree. And yes, Taman did write this song. We we know that. Yes, we know he wrote <laughs> this song. So, but we also know that Taman has said himself on countless times. Excuse me, I'm picking up my cup off the table. He doesn't always tell the truth. And and I do think that when he says something, that he is telling us the truth. He's just not telling us the whole truth. Exactly. So, because he's entitled to his privacy as well. And he doesn't really have much of a choice. You know? Right. Some things he has to keep to himself. That's what happens when you're a star in Korea, South Korea. Next song is my fun song. It's the spider song. It's the spider song. It's impressionable. And this is definitely, when I first, when we were first listening to this and we were doing our videos, I told Jen, I said, this is a praise song. This is as in someone's prey. 
he is luring someone in. Someone oh, yeah. is prey. <laughs> and I, and then when we got to the one part where it's talking about something sticky, mm-hmm. a consistency or whatever that it's is. It's a web. Yes. And Jen is one. I bet you that's a web. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured it out. And we were so shocked when Taman said that this was a spider song. I really do dig the lyrics. And I like the the kind of carnival type mm-hmm. sounding musically yeah type thing it's it's not it wasn't like like clown scaring type yeah, no, it was yeah. really cutesy and whimsical like and that that right there just made me feel like okay there's prey going on here <laughs> someone in trouble it also adds like an element of like a stage too, another yes. kind of a stage where things are not maybe a hundred percent real. Right, right, you know, right. There is there is kind of like this facade or like this this theater production yes. or something going on. I want to see a theater concert so bad. Just like the like he does it on a stage, whether it's a big round stage uh-huh. or on a stage where the curtain comes up for each. So I actually changed my opinion. So. When, um, when we first heard the song, we were we we had to figure out that it was about a spider. So we were kind of engulfed in that because right, we were trying right, to figure right. out what was going on. Right. Um, but now that it's been a few weeks uh-huh. and I've looked at the lyrics for a while, I I actually I mean I still think it's about a spider, but I actually think that Taman in this song is the one who's being is the prey. He's describing somebody luring him in and becoming, and he becomes. Uh, he, there's a line in here where he's like. He, he gets like injected with poison and then he's like it's almost like he's falling he's falling See, into somebody's and when, and when we thir- first talked about it we thought Taman was yeah. trying to pray someone else and they turned the tables right. on him and the reason why I think it is because I did my own translation oh and I realized that the the way that the lyrics were on the video we watched uh-huh they were written a certain way where it seemed like he was. Oh. But pronouns are very difficult to figure out right. in, in Korean, especially in poetry and songs, because right. they omit the pronoun a lot and they just leave it up to the to, to the assumption of what's going on. Um, and I think it explains why we were confused, where there was like a, we thought it was like turning the tide in a way. I don't, I think it was because at some point we realized the pronoun had changed to him, from him to whoever right right um but i actually think that the whole song he's he is describing his his experience with this person and how he was he was um influenced by them and and um fell down the rabbit's hole so to speak yeah but this this one thing here clear vibration i'm getting a little tremor boldly crossing the line i want to know you yeah. more that he's, right there he's, he's interested he's falling into the trap this person set a trap right they're the spider right and this would make sense because spiders are usually considered female well black widows yeah. yes um but yeah he's he's being lured in he wants to know this person more um this person he thinks is interested in him um, he's almost like he thinks that he's luring this person in. In reality, as you get further into the song, he that, realizes see, that he was being... It, that's where it tripped us up. Because this also, the next one, first get interested in me, yeah. I'll sneak you in too. Uh-huh. 
And then I'll paralyze my judgment. See, but, but see, that's what I mean. I'll paralyze his judgment. It gets paralyzed. So he's the one who's getting caught in the web, not mm-hmm. the other person. He th- went in thinking that oh, he's he's luring them in, but in reality, he's, he's the prey. Prey. And I think that's what the song is about. He's actually showing you the, how he realizes that eventually, ah. but he's already in too deep. Yes. And then I'm going to explode. The fantasy you've been drawing is in your arms at the last minute, at the critical moment. Take aim at the free heart. Yeah, like somebody's shooting an arrow into his yeah. heart. Yeah. Because now he finally realizes what's actually going on. Imprisonable. I love this song. Though. You could like actually that. compare it to criminal because in criminal, the Stockholm Syndrome thing, mm-hmm. the Stockholm Syndrome thing means that you basically have somebody. As you're, a prisoner. You're a prisoner. Right? And this is basically kind of explaining how he becomes a prisoner in a sense. True. True. Because he's clearly enjoying it. At the touch of one's hands, you've warmth spreads. No more nonchalant. Oh, my God. I think it will be difficult. Shake you out. Burn the child. I paint it full of my own color before any uh, be, beyond one's ability with all one's might. This was the line I was talking about, burn the child. Burn the child. This to me is a metaphor for the whole thing about him being a child and all of the stuff about him being a baby and all like his really young stuff. Yeah, I, 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 he's, I'm sorry. But even his innocence. I right, even. Yeah, and, and I can see that, but Taman is not a child, he's a man. And that's the only way I could see him. Yeah, he does cutesy little things, but I don't think he likes to do those cutesy little things. Because it says, burn the child, I paint it full of my own color. Right. To me, this is saying that he's going to be him, whoever he wants to be. He's not the child. We're going to get rid of the child, and we're, right. he's going to... He's painting a color, his own color. Right. Beyond one's, one's ability, ability with all one's might. He's like, I'm absolutely going to do this. Wake you up with a strange sense. The novelty will be sweet. And, you know, this might not be about a person. It could be about a lot of things, right? Yeah. This oh, is, yeah. This is describing him being caught and being seduced and intrigued by something that could be a person, that right. could be anything. That even could be related to his career. It could be related. It could be. It could be himself. And this is like, when you're talking about the storyline, this is the last song that kind of has a dark feeling yes. to it yes so it's almost like this is like his 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 the the versions of himself that were in act one this is kind of like their last hurrah where it's kind of like don't leave you like us right you know what i mean before he decides to leave that all in the past right right oh, and i can see that metaphorically i can yeah. see that definitely because the next song goes into Be Your Enemy, which... Which is... Well, it starts all the really more positive-sounding right. songs, even though this is not completely there yet, but it is it is definitely a shift in the feeling of the, of the album. Right, definitely. Which I guess we can move on to Be Your Enemy now, yep. since we... Uh, and I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs. So... Close your eyes. If you're tired, lean on me for a second. The self-talk in your tired head. 
you can still hear me without a sound. I would like to talk. Sometimes you get a little angry. It'll be easier if you shake it all off. I need you to get rid of all of those tears in my eyes. That's kind of profound. And I actually asked Brian about this song. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, I, he mentioned that this was a, a fan song, which I don't agree with. Um, even Brian, who who's my husband, I don't know if I mentioned that, but... Um, Again, he, I, I really value his opinion because he is an unbiased view. Like, he's somebody right. who's not a, f- a fan, and he's looking at this completely without any real, real knowledge of anything. Right, right. And he he was like, this reminds me of you. He, it reminds, when he, when he read this, and, he, and I played the song for him, he's like, this is something that I would say to you. Like, when we fight, or when we have a difficult time. He's like, this is a very intimate song. This is this is something that you would not say to anybody. This is you wouldn't even say this to a friend. The way that the words are are written, there's mm-hmm. an intimacy, kind of like we were talking about with um, the other song, right. with Heaven. Right. There's an intimacy here. Right. Where it's like you can only be someone's enemy if you're in a serious relationship with them. Right. Because you have that intimacy and connection where you're, there's this love there. Mm-hmm. But also you're you're also their their enemy in a sense. When in you certain, fight, yeah, when right. you fight, when you're going through something. And I mentioned this in the in the in the video too that it reminded me personally of when you know you're you're fighting and you're angry and you just want to hit something and you end up hitting your partner and then they, they grab you and they hold you and they're like it's gonna be okay. Right. And that's the kind of sense that I get with this song. And that's also kind of how I saw it. I think I very much voiced my opinion when we did the video. Um, To me, this is a song um, where a couple, and I'm Mm going to use the terminology couple, is on its outs, um, been fighting, whatever, and one person has clammed up where the other person Mm -hmm. wants to talk and that person is saying, I don't care if you want to scream, yell, holler, hit me, whatever, just talk to me. Get it out. Don't hold it in. I'll be your enemy. I, I want you to come back at me. I want you to talk to me. I want you, I want us to get back to where we were. Mm-hmm. I want to fix yep. this. That's what this song relates to me. Um, that's what it feels like to me. And now that I've read all of the English words, you know. Even if the indifference turns cold, I hope you look at me warmly. This, this is exactly what you just said. Yes. This is where the other person is not looking at you favorably. Right. They probably want to leave. Right. If they have not already. Right. And this other person is going... You know, I don't care how you feel right now how you feel about me. Right. I don't care if you feel indifferent. But and I then you and then even that you hate me because right it says indifference turns cold. Right. I don't care if it gets worse. I will like I will still be there for you. I will always love you. Right. That's. And and that's what you want because when you love someone even though you're not together with them anymore or even if you are together and you're having your moment. And if they don't want to love you or they tell you they don't love you anymore, you still can't help, especially if you're a very loving and caring person, you can't help but still have love for someone. Yeah. You can't help 
still having compassion for someone, especially if you're a compassionate person, which Taman is a very compassionate person. If you are compassionate, you're still going to have love for someone that you may no longer be with or someone that you are with, but you're just on the outs that you're trying to fix a relationship or this person doesn't want to talk to you but you're still trying to do the, the best you can. That's what this song reminds yeah. me. So like it says, um, the chorus part, I'll be your enemy. The world, the words that haunted your night, the words, even if they come back to me, they'll be, they will be cozy. I'll comfort you. It's all right. Mm-hmm. And that it gets repeated. Um, I'll be your enemy. Your heart is easily hurt. No matter how long you can heal, I'm fine with all the hurt. So lay it all on me is basically yeah. that's what it's telling me. Lay it all on me. Tell me everything. I'll be your enemy. I'll be your enemy. Yell at me. Scream at me. Do whatever you need to get it off of your chest. You can be honest. Don't tell me you're okay. You can't always be happy. I want to confess. I want you to confess your sorrows. All to me, all to me. This is someone that says, I love you so much that I don't want you to hold all your pain in. Mm -hmm. I want you to confess everything to me because when you leave it inside, it festers. Mm -hmm. And when it festers, it affects you. And when that affects you so much, you can't think straight. You can't, you don't eat. This is please. This is like not really begging, but it's like for your own good. I'll be your enemy. Just blow up at me. Just tell me everything. This song is very much an intimate song. We're going to go to Think of You. Now, this one, um, we know that he did do the music video for the fans and that, and he did specifically say it was the fans, so Mm -hmm. we do know that. Um, And I'm going to say that of all of the songs on this album, I think this is probably the only one that I could say maybe 50%, you know, 50-50, there's a probability that it could be. Right. Okay. Um, but again, it's it's hard to say because you know we we know that he doesn't always tell the truth. He, he's he. I'm not saying he doesn't feel that way about the fans, but there's a lot of you know he's telling his story, so it's right. hard to say. It's hard right. to say. This. But this is him. This, yes. This is him, and yes. he's being with just with these these few lines, he's being very vulnerable about his right. feelings and right. about how what what he's going through in a general sense. Right. I adjust. And what's in parentheses is what gets me. Okay, put broken so pieces together. I, I put that in there because the word that, the I adjust part, mm-hmm. it doesn't really translate into English. Ah. So the closest thing that I could come up with was this. Put, It means that you're putting, you're kind of fixing things. You're putting broken pieces together. Oh, that's so sweet, though. When you hug somebody. Your eyes only hope for me. When tears cover your eyes, I love you, say something, just one word. That's so, that I can so feel for the fans or for anyone. This here is for those closest to right. him. Right. Shiny um, friends, mm-hmm. dancers, people that he's worked with, family, mm-hmm. people that are really close to him. When you feel tired and when it hurts, you know you can lean on me, give me a hug. When you want to let go and the feeling of loneliness is all around you, you can lean on me or just lean on me and give me a hug. 
So he's basically saying, you know, he he's basically saying he needs it, but he knows that other people need it as well. Yeah. So he's aware, which is sweet, because it's kind of like, well, if you're there for me, I'll be. I can right. be there for you. That's very sweet. Get a hold of yourself, silly fool. Uh, you need to be responsible. You know what I said. It's all for you. No matter how much I use up my emotions, it doesn't mean anything. I want to be comforted. Why does everyone say that? This right here is a message to himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, you know, he's telling himself to get a hold of himself. You know, stop being a fool. You know, he needs to be responsible and take responsible responsibility for himself. Um, and everybody, fans that tell him, other people have told mm-hmm. him, you know, you've, you've got to stick up for yourself. You've got to allow yourself to breathe. Don't be sad. Yeah, don't be sad. Yeah. And, but it doesn't mean anything. Breaks my heart, though. And, well, in the next section I want actually, to be comforted. What? No, that with a smile on, on one's my face, even though I look fine, sometimes I lean in and you, can I, I cry? cry? Yeah, that's Give me a uh, hug. Yeah. Even though I look fine. Yeah, even though I look fine. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a lot of times I'll call Jen up and go, did you see the picture of Tannen? He does not look like he's happy. He looks like he's upset, that he's a little depressed. I want to give him a hug. <laughs> because I do. Anyone that has been there for him. There for him. So his fans, people that are closest to him, mm-hmm. shiny. Um, and to himself. And to himself. He has to start being there for himself. And he, I think the song shows that because, and he wants to be there for everybody else. Even if it's a lie. Even if it's a lie. It's okay if you're lying. I love you. I love, love you. Tell me you love me. Give me a hug. Yeah. And I think with this, he's saying that he realizes that no matter who you are. Right. There's no way you could really love him because you don't know him. Right. But he's saying he just wants to hear it because he needs to hear it. Right. That was Think of You. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we'll just go on to the next song. Which is exclusive. Exclusive Korean version. Version. Because we know it in Japanese. A little intrigued <laughs> where he flopped, I think, two of the um verses yeah. to make it fit from the yeah, Japanese yeah. to the Korean to make it flow with what he was going with on that yeah, album. Yeah, the the taxi thing is a little bit like it's like the very one of the first things that you know about the song. Mhm. And in this version, you don't find out about the taxi until after the chorus. Right. So I don't know if that means anything or he did that intentionally, who knows. Who knows? Because this is Taman. <laughs> What are your thoughts about this song? I'm still with the Japanese version. I still think this this is strictly for um, an individual. I still think it's somewhat um, an intimate song. Mm-hmm. Like a, a uh, to me, this is a metaphorical song of a time when he was with someone and it had to be kept a secret. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what I think too. So and this this is from his Japanese album from last year. Yep. Um so this could be referring to a time then or a time before that possibly. Possibly, yes. 
all these songs on the whole album are personal to him. They have a meaning, whether it talks about something from the past or something that might be going on or still feelings that he's feeling even when mm-hmm. he put this album mm-hmm. together. So um, like this part here before you say something, I can see it in your eyes. Don't hesitate. We're having good vibes. Look at me straight. We can make it right. Fate is already here in front of you. That's something you say to someone that yeah. you're, you're already with or mm-hmm. you've already met and there's something already there, but th- this means something. Yeah. Well, and then the, the whole, like, you know, a, pl- a place that no one knows, a strange place where no one's present, let's disappear quietly. Mm-hmm. You can't pass me by. Yeah. You know, I want to leave. So it's kind of like he the, he he wants to take this person like away from wherever they are away from people they get into a taxi and they go somewhere secretively but the point of the song the whole exclusive part of the song he is asking this person a question he wants to know something and he's waiting for this person to respond with something mhm what that is is not really clear it could be you know are if they're already in a relationship are they trying to take it further and the question is you know give you know do you want to take it further or are are they not in a relationship and he wants to be in a relationship or um maybe do you want to make it public you know he's he's looking for there is a there's a, a question that he's asking this person right and he's waiting for a response right now this is another song that i asked my husband about Mm -hmm. and he thinks that the word exclusive has a double meaning he thinks that the word exclusive is used because it's what's used with the media and news mm-hmm. when they have an exclusive. So when somebody is discovered, for example, mm-hmm. um, it would be headline. It would make headlines. Right. Right. So he thinks that the word is used in that context mm-hmm. as well. But uh, also the word exclusive means monogamous. So this person may not even know what's in their heart just yet. They just don't know what they want to do. And, and he wants an answer. And he wants an answer, right. Yeah. And this person is maybe not ready to give an answer. But so. he wants to get them alone and be in private. Yep. Because, you know, we know how Nitzvah run. <laughs> we know how my mind thinks, but, you know. No, I'm, I'm actually thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a PG version. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that is exclusive. Um, my feelings for the song had not changed since the Japanese version. Um, no, we did not have uh, this podcast when we listened mm-hmm. to uh, his Japanese version. Um, so, but Pansy, my second favorite song mm-hmm. of Act Two. I love the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I love vocal control that he has. This song by far shows the most growth yes i think i catch myself singing this so much and i don't mm-hmm. sing korean but i try like hell and i want to learn it in mm-hmm. korean because i really want to sing this song because i think it's so beautifully written and there's just something so light and elegant and delicate about it and i think that it has such great meaning mm-hmm. in the lyrics and when we first talked about this when we did the lyrical video the flower does mean a form of love and that this 
flower or the representation of the flower is like May 25th, which is Shiny's debut. It's the, yeah, it's the, um, the birth flower for May. Birth flower for May. Okay. Yeah. And, and Shiny so yeah, debuted brother, May 25th. Yeah. So my brother's a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. But yeah, when he originally, uh, when he when he originally uh, did the song, uh-huh. he was thinking of love. love. Uh, that's what the the flower represented to him. Ah, so. uh, but I, if anything, to me, this song is for shiny. It's for shiny's world. Mm-hmm. It's for. It's for him. Fans. It's for him. Um. It's when his life in music world began. It's the switch in, it's like the complete switch in the album. Yeah. Like we talked about in the beginning. Uh-huh. He's been slowly trying to change his mindset. And this song is literally him telling himself he needs to change his mindset. He's focusing um, on all the positive stuff. He's he's talking about, he's he's looking at all the blessings in his life and being thankful for that instead of focusing on all of the negative things that have happened in his life and all the and all the things that are i'm sure currently going on right it's and i can't believe this one line he has in here i like the wind better than the sky i love the wind Mm -hmm. and the element of wind um is a cleansing Mm -hmm. element it rids you of toxins it rids you of negativity negative energy he feels light but comfortable and and, and it's it's a cozy warm feeling but that's deep a sense of relief that someone is around me the world you gave me Mm -hmm. see that right there tells me that that's for Chinese world. Yeah, and and I to me this is the song for for everybody. Yeah, the, this is the fans. This is shiny. This is all the people in his life that are there for him. Yes. Um, it's it's all of that. Yes. And then the next one. Every day starts to be unfamiliar. It's a day called you. All of a sudden everything's fine. It, it is unfamiliar when you wake up because you're you're painting. That's that's a new canvas. You're painting it the way you want it, the way you see it. And it is unfamiliar, and it doesn't become familiar until you cascade it with the elements of the paint, the color, the sound. It's a, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a love song to... Those who love him. Yeah, it's a love song to those who love him. Um, there, is a, there is an elemental kind of a feeling to the song. You've got the air, and you have the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and him being cancer, water is definitely one of his elements. And I know the air is kind of an ethereal, because you've got that whole mm-hmm. like heaven kind of theme yes. going on as well. Yes. So I think, you know, because he is trying to focus on the positive, it is kind of a, it's a symbol of him ascending kind of. Yes. Awakening. To heaven, an awa- yeah, an awakening. Till now. Thank you for loving me. But yeah, I I just love the whole song. Is there anything else you want to say? Cause you, no, actually, I think this is one of the easiest songs to talk about because it is so 
open mm-hmm. and there isn't a lot like cryptic stuff going in right. about him trying to be you know trying to say something but not trying to say something right so yeah it, this is this to me is his thank you right song and I think and it, it's also him telling himself right. to stay positive because right. that whole chorus right. how lucky am I how lucky, lucky am I life. he's telling himself I'm a lucky person. I need to stop focusing on the negativity. I need right. to start focusing on the positivity. Right. right. I think it's love. Oh, that's right. I'm on the wrong page. There we go. So, and let's start with you. Anything you like about this? And anything that stands out for you? I mean, I love the song. Um, he did sing it for the um, the identity concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did dedicate it to the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is one of those songs where he, it's hard to say what exactly he meant when he released the song. Yeah. Um, I, you can t- definitely look at it as being a fan song, especially with Pansy before it. Mm-hmm. Kind of continuing that love and um, to the world outside right right um but you can also take this in a really personal way as well right um this song when 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 i read the lyrics when i hear it it's it's recognizing how much you love somebody Mm -hmm. the stuff that really stands out to me i guess as far as the lyrics Mm -hmm. um is the line about i was just a kid um, because this is like, it's kind of dating the song, sort of. It's kind of telling you yes. he's going back to a time when he was younger. So to me, this is almost like, if we're not talking about the fans and we're taking taking the song out and putting it someplace. Right. He He's talking about a time where he finally realized that he loved somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're thinking about the storyline that he's trying to tell here and his changed mindset... Mm-hmm. from Pansy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taking whatever relationship that had problems that he was talking about in the earlier songs, mm-hmm. he's trying to look at it in a more positive way. He's focusing on the, the love and not all of the the issues that they went right. through. Right. And I can see that. Like um, the second verse, it's a little bumpy. Oh my God, even if I'm a little awkward, I want to know more. I want you. Yeah. That right there to me is intimacy. Very intimate, yeah. And then, no matter how much I close my lips, words escape, stand by my side. Sometimes he may have said things he didn't mean to say, or because when you are young, and we've all been there, Sometimes we say things we don't mean to say. Sometimes we're, you know, he we know he's a little bit of a jokester. He likes yeah. to pull pranks and stuff. Um, you know, so sometimes he may not have felt like he said the right things or did the right things. Um, and he's owning up to that. This is this song is about taking ownership, mm-hmm. but seeing the positive things and what he got out of it. He got he got love out of it. He got a companionship out of it. He got a friend out of it. I need you. I want you to love me. It's not something that anyone could contain. I was just a kid. I think you're my only love. This makes me think of two kids. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 
because it's like you know we were too young and um yeah you know i was just a kid i think you're my only love yeah yeah and you know and it continues throughout the song how he talks about all inside my head full of you i can't do anything you know it it's hard when you have so much that you're holding on to that moves you and but you can't always share it with someone especially mm-hmm. if it's not being shared back but yet it's stuff that you want to keep because there was something positive out of it there was it's something that made you feel good it was a time in your life that you felt like you could stand up against the whole world if he's trying to stay positive and think yes. about stuff from the past in a positive way yes we're at the end <sighs> we're, the last we're, song. we're at the last song and uh i don't have tissues with me but um so this is identity yes which was also from the identity concert yes this song Taman has said that it represents his identity or him trying to find his identity um, whether he says it's about his identity, maybe it was. Maybe it's because he saw himself with Jung and with Jung not being around. He maybe stumbled and lost his way. I don't know. I don't know his mindset. But this, to me, I'm fine with the, the very first verse. The mm-hmm. lights that spread out in the distance, in between, when it was slow, as if it had stopped. Always without a word, your eyes that used to shine, the scenes that popped up in my mind be filled with gloom. In the excess of emotion, I'm not over you. That is his way of saying to himself. And this is him finally letting it out and letting everyone else know. He's not over the fact that he lost her. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a very deep song. This is, to me, this is also a song full of pain. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, now that you're gone, now I'm now I'm able to say I know you're gone. Even though the emotions are still scarring me, I'm ready to f- step forward without you to find my own identity. Mm-hmm. But that's how I view it. When he said that the song was about him finding his identity, I do think that. I don't, because, you know, obviously he's, he doesn't have to hide the fact the song was about Jung Hyun. He doesn't have to hide that. There's, there, everyone would completely understand. Um, so the fact that he did say that I do think is true and I do think it is significant. I look at this song kind of the way that we look at, at the other two songs. But because this is the last song on the album, mm-hmm. I think this is here because Jung Hyun was a huge support for him. Mm-hmm. And I also think that when that happened, when he did leave, yeah, I think Taemin realized something. And from that moment on, a lot of his life has changed. Mm-hmm. Not just with Jung Hyun, mm-hmm. but his own personal life yes a lot of he, he's he's you know he has been away from shiny for a long time now yep because of them going in the military um 
he we had the COVID situation where we weren't really doing it. He wasn't working. Um, he had the Super M stuff, which, you know, being in another group and having a different role and being more of a mature person in the group for the first time where he was always the youngest, you know, he's had to look at things differently. And I'm, and again, I'm also going to say something that's, that's not going to be, people are not going to like it, but I'm going to say it now. I do think that he did have a serious relationship at one point that I don't think worked out. And I'm, I'm just basing that on the fact that if you look at some, a lot of the songs on this album, right. there, there's stuff there. there there's, he's, he's got experience. There's definitely pain there. You know what I mean? So I think Act 1 and Act 2 are basically all of the things that he's had to deal with Mm-hmm. During literally from the time that Jong Yoon passed away, and all the things that are going on in his mind, and and just the things that he's struggling with, mm-hmm. um, and this is being the end of the song is like him going, I'm changing my mindset about all of these things. I'm gonna change my mindset about you too, and I and, and that you're still my support and you're still there, and from here on out because I know that you're going to i'm now able to find my identity yeah i miss you no i'm not over you no i'm not over what you you did Mm -hmm. but i'm okay now i can move forward right this was our uh podcast for act two if there's anything you want to share on the podcast we would be glad to have it just uh email us and um we'll give a shout out to y'all and this is not just our podcast this is shiny world's podcast this is for all shawas but until next time we're gonna bid you adieu because we are at denny's we've been here for quite a while and i think it's time to wrap this up so until next time um stay uh shiny happy thanksgiving everybody bye happy thanksgiving bye And if you would like to reach out to us, you may do so at our email, which is at rshawasoul at gmail.com. Again, that is rshawasoul at gmail.com. We have a YouTube page, and you can view our um, videos that we have there, and that is rshawasoul. We have a Twitter page. You can reach out to us there and follow us at our Shawa. We have a Facebook page. If you would like to go and like that page and follow us there and, and share things with us there, that Facebook page is at our Shawa Soul. And if you have an Instagram account and you would like to follow us on Instagram, that is at our underscore Shawa underscore soul. If you're interested in contacting us personally, um, you can reach us at our Instagram pages. Mine is Music N Mystery, and Jin's is Call Me Jin Jin. We will also have the social media links in the description of this podcast.